You are now tuned in to Mastering Mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs. A podcast focused on creating the perfect bar and bat mitzvah celebration. Offering tips, tricks, and trends to ensure an amazing event. Mastering Mitzvahs. From New Jersey's own explosive entertainment. Explosive entertainment. I know you're going to dig this. And here they are. Your hosts, Jordan Marshall and Mike Langzer. All right, Mastering Mitzvahs. It is probably our last episode of 2019. This is Mike. I'm sitting in the office with two very key and very close people to me here at Explosive. MC Mike Schaefer. How you doing? And Bridget, who kind of does a little bit of everything. Hello. Bridget's been on the podcast before, and Mike is a, a newbie to the podcast. Newbie. I've been holding out. But he's no stranger to the microphone. Um, Super casual today. We want to just kind of recap the year and uh, some of the fun things that we experienced, some of the fun things that we saw, um, give a couple last tips to 2019 to our clients. Um, I think in the last episode or two, Jordan and I kind of recapped some of our highlights. Um, But it's a good year. First off, both of you, welcome to the office this year. I mean, that was huge. You guys, Mike, how many years have you been with Explosive? Since the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, 12-ish years. Yeah. And Bridget, how many? Uh, I think I'm going on five this uh, year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's been a long time. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and both of you are now full-time in the office, so you never know where this whole entertainment thing is going to bring you. And uh, now we're like a wacky family. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are. It's <laughs> <laughs> the reason why we don't video these podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> um but Mike, you um, you know, besides being an MC, you did a lot this year. You you you're a fantastic builder. So you've built a lot of really cool things. You kind of took over our whole warehouse production operation. Yeah. Um, you learned a lot. But you know, I just want to jump to you for a second. Like anything stand out this year? Anything that you built or anything you were involved in that just was uh, a wow moment? Well, building wise, I would say that building a custom photo booth for um, the Pines. Okay. Um, that was recent. We that just... was recent. Mm-hmm. That's why I remember. Right on top but it was, of my mind. Yeah, right on top of my mind. Uh, we had um, Sammy. That's what we did for it. It was a Disney-themed um, bat mitzvah. And we did this custom room you actually walk into that has a... It's self-lit with an acrylic framed front. And on, uh, on the front, we had some prints make it almost as you guys are in an, uh, a magazine cover. Mm-hmm. And what really stood out was not the fact that it was so cool and something so different and something you don't ever see at parties, but the thing I really enjoyed about it was that Sammy Pine, she came up to me and knew that I built it for her specifically and her to just say thank you so much for doing this for me and how she was just so grateful for it. She was it, pleasant. It yeah. was so pleasant and it was such a refreshing such a refreshing thing to Are you to saying have. that not all 13-year-olds are <laughs> I am ex- that's exactly what I'm <laughs> saying. They all they're all wonderful in their own right, but it was very refreshing to have someone be grateful for what I did for them that's and awesome. yeah, it was wonderful. It was a, it was a good moment. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, it's nothing cooler than building something from scratch. I mean, you and I were sitting there with like chicken notes, scratch notes. I mean, drawing out little pictures. Yeah, yeah. you know, on, on scraps of loose leaf paper and uh Somehow this monstrosity of a photo booth came together, but it's more than a photo booth. It's a, a piece of decor. Um, yep. 
And Bridget, you were at the same event, right? Yes, I was. I mean, when you walked in, was it like the the thing that people saw? Like, as soon as you walked in, even though it was in the corner, your eyes just drew to that. Like, it was massive. It was lit up. The whole room was dark, and it was absolutely amazing. So Props you, to you guys. It was uh, eight feet tall, if I remember correctly? Yes, eight feet by, I believe, six feet wide. Massive. And then four feet back. So, about, yeah. So, Taller than any centerpiece or anything in the room. Oh yeah, it stood out. Mm -hmm. So, so as a tip to listeners, uh, you know, think of something that's cool and impressive and unique. I mean, not redone has been like something that guests will talk about. I I know we've been getting rave reviews from the pictures of that in itself. You know, we put it online. So, uh, and that party was at Benet Tikva, right? Yes. Benet Tikva. You know what I find kind of cool as us as a company because you know you have a lot of companies you go out there and I mean every company that that's around us is honestly they're good, good guys and do a good job but something that I enjoy about us and I always kind of think about like that we're capable of doing this because of all the great minds and hands that come together for this is that they wanted something different and we were able to create it just for that party it's not like we created this and figured ah we're going to sell it at every single party. We created this specifically for this family, knowing that we might never sell this again. Right. And it was kind of cool that we were capable of doing that and that we were willing to go that extra mile to make our clients' day that much more special. I, I think that that's what's taken us to the next level now. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. So, so, Bridget, you literally have probably danced every single weekend and worked photo booths. Do you have any standout moments, like any venues that stood out or themes or just any particular guests that you just like fell in love with? There's definitely a couple this year. One of them was uh, the ski. I had a ski bat mitzvah. I think it was for Eli. Okay. And it was, I, everything about it was amazing. The photo booth, it looked like we were literally on like, uh, what is that thing? The lift. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like we were on that. There was that party. Um, the pine party definitely stood out to me because of the family themselves, not only just the party, but everyone was so pleasant. Um, it was it was a great year. There was a lot of good well, you stuff. Better, you're not going to mention like, at least one of the parties I emceed? I mean, I'm <laughs> sitting right here. You can at least do that for me. <laughs> Unbelievable. So awful. <laughs> great friends. Um, we had Liz and Adam Klein's party, right? We did that together. That was at Orem, right? Yes, yes. we did. Yep. Awesome party. Yeah, that's Great true. people. Mm-hmm. You, you were, both of you were at Orem a lot. Yeah. Orem is Orem's my go-to. I yeah. love I love working at Orem. Great guys over there. Beautiful venue. Really good food. And I have to be honest. I mean, you know, you have those parties that are better than others, but I've never had a bad party at Orem. Well, well, let, let's let's take a curveball here with this conversation because there's nothing scripted. But I had a really difficult weekend <laughs> last weekend yeah. because of timelines and unique venues and just. Things that were not really in a, in our normal wheelhouse. Both of these events were in Pennsylvania, just to note. Um, and it's funny how a timeline plays such a big factor. In fact, so much that I literally, you guys don't know this, but I was writing a blog yesterday about wedding timelines and, and how important it is to have a timeline that's <clears throat> well thought out and approved in advance by all. Of course. Um, you know, sometimes we go to a place like Orem, we don't, we almost don't need a timeline, so I'm almost contradicting myself, but. We know how well they run a party, and there's such synergy. I mean, yes. Everyone just works together so well, and everyone helps. It's, it's great. It, it's, it's almost like everything was put together with us and them for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, prior to them opening the facility, you know, we got along so well. We worked on so many events together, and we just believed in the right flow. Like, you know, 
really kudos and hats off to, to Dave and Jay. Like they're selling food, yet they realize the experience is key. So right. they want the energy to be through the roof. You know, they, they exactly. are big believers in keeping people dancing. I mean, I think that's why they serve dessert through a dance set. Right, on the dance floor. Yeah, they, they, they don't want the party to stop, whereas uh, my past weekend was like, literally, I, I did a wedding on Friday and a mitzvah on Saturday, and the wedding, the venue wanted the guests in the seats for two straight hours, and then wanted two straight hours of dancing. Ooh. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough. That's tough. I, I, I don't want to say that that venue is wrong in their thinking, because, you know, they have their way of doing things, but... In an entertainment standpoint of, let's say, an entertainer know how a party should flow, you want that up and down, up and down, but you don't want a big block of sitting down. You don't want a big block of just dancing. You want the party to go up and down and have different levels to it. I mean, I, I, I used to run a nightclub, and so nobody you know. dances for two straight hours. No. I mean, like, even in a nightclub setting where your intention is, let's go drink and dance, you just don't dance for two straight hours, and... and it's kind of a misconception <clears throat> people are planning a party. They're like, oh, I'm going to have this four-hour party. We're yeah. going to rage from start to finish. And that's not the case. I mean, Bridget, nobody could see the face you just made. <laughs> no, it's not realistic you, you at all. That's not realistic. <laughs> well, I got no. a question, seeing that you, you, that was your business. Now, I would tell my clients that they should be very involved, not only with us, because I want my client to be as involved with us as possible, the planning stages and, and so forth. But with a, let's say, a banquet hall, I want my client to be involved with them and let them know that you want a timeline, almost how your entertainer is telling you, kind of like you wanted to go up and down, you don't want big blocks, you don't right. want to get everything out of the way in the beginning and just save everything for the end because it'll fall. So I would say the tip there is for the client to ask early in the process to the venue, you know, do you have a timeline or a set program that you use often? I want to see it. And then you know, review it with a planner, review it with the entertainers, and, and don't do it two, three days before because it's yeah. too late. But do it a couple weeks or months in advance and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Got it. So, uh, and I do believe that the family should put their own ideas into it. Yeah. Um, we talked on this podcast uh, an episode or two back also about um, the cruise theme party, Ava's yeah. Cruise. And, you know, such a strict timeline on that party I mean, in that case, the dad really put the whole timeline together and we just kind of made the magic happen. Yeah. Um, that was probably the extreme other case that it was almost too scripted and almost mm -hmm. too timeline-oriented. Uh, it didn't allow natural flow. Um, well, that's one of the things I like about Dave and uh, Jason over at Orem is the fact that they we have a timeline set. You know, we're comfortable over there, so we kind of know where it's going. But they always say, run with it. Right. If you think this is going to work, go with it. We'll work with you. And that's actually something. I had a newer uh, club that I've worked with uh, actually on the past, uh, I think past weekend. It was a wedding. Really, really good wedding. And it was at the Channel Club over in uh, Long Branch, I want to say. And um, in the beginning, we met and, you know, I was on a tight double. So I, had a, I only had a quick, uh, quick second to sit down with everybody and uh, speak to our major D and who was going to be uh, leading all that. And he had this set timeline and he was like very, very much about doing the timeline. And then... You know, he started to realize that, like, I said, listen, this is your house. I, I'm a guest in your house. However you want to run this and, and you know it's going to work, I'm there mm -hmm. for you. I'm, we're a team. Right. So I want to make you happy. I want to make the client happy. Whatever works for you guys. But then he started to realize that the party was 
already a killer, and we had them up dancing, and what he did was he gave me the reins, and he said, listen, what do you think's going to work? Just awesome. go with it. I'm going to go with you. And the fact that he gave that to me, awesome. him and I worked so good together, and it was a pleasure. So I know in a lot of cases a catering manager has no idea who the DJ or MC mm-hmm. is or, or if they're experienced, if they have a plan. And, you know, we, we are very fortunate to be involved in one of the best companies Definitely in the East Coast, if not the country. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, jabonis out there, you know, for lack of better terms, that <laughs> don't know what they're doing. They go download some music on iTunes, buy says speakers, call themselves a DJ. So in those cases, yeah, the, the venue has to really say, this is my house, you of follow course. my rules. But once we earn their respect, and in some place, again, like Orem, we've earned it years ago, we know what we're walking into. So there's some merit there um, for listeners to book venues that, you know, have a relationship with the entertainment company, but also really know mitzvahs. Um, you know, I, I have a couple mitzvahs coming up that are at wedding facilities. <clears throat> I had a conference call yesterday, and um, I don't want to say where, but she was so excited about the venue, and the venue's amazing. I've done a lot of great weddings. I've never heard of a mitzvah being at that venue, so I'm already a little cautious. You know, yeah. I know I'm going to have to lead that ship a little bit better and, and provide a timeline in advance. and. Make sure that they realize that you know the timeline on the wedding is very different than the timeline on the mitzvah. That actually happened to me this year. I don't remember where, but we were having a bat mitzvah in a wedding venue, and the people didn't even know what the bread was or the wine. Like they had no idea what was going on. So right. it's definitely important to know, like, if your venue knows what they're doing oh. and what they're made for. Right. Well, I was running into the kitchen when there was no <laughs> right. when there, the, the, the hollow wasn't there, and said, "Well, what's the hollow?" You don't have the holiday. Just give me bread. So I'm going through the kitchen and I'm finding it, and then we go and you know we do the emotsi, we do the we do the kiddush, we do the kiddush first, and then they just keep the bread. They take the bread in the back, and I don't see them the bread coming out to the tables. I'm like, so I go in the kitchen, they're all hanging out, and it's, I was like, guys, I was like, cut let's cut this Good cut luck. this bread, put it out on the tables. You gotta do this, and you know what? They were. I didn't want to overstep, right. but I knew for the success of this and what is supposed to be done, and they don't really do a lot of mitzvahs, they yeah, got it after, yeah. you know, right. I got them out of the tables, but I had to physically go back there and get it going, and that just, you should deal with people that know mitzvahs. If you're planning a mitzvah, and know weddings if you're planning a wedding. Yeah, so, so let's let's transition for a second here. Um, December's over, we're all done with our parties, you guys have any more yet? For the no. Year? No, I'm all done. No. Oh, Yesterday was my last one. It's, We've it's got crazy. Like, <laughs> like 10 to 15 days to chill and actually enjoy our own weekends. I don't think I've had 10 or 15 days off in right? <laughs> ever. Right? This um, is before I started this business. But when we come back, we're coming back into showcase season. So oh, yeah. let's talk about showcase for a second. Um, you know, both of you are at a million of them. Um, Bridget, any, any like tips or things you want to share with clients that are visiting a showcase? Yeah, just know... You don't have to necessarily know depending on how much time you have, but know your vision, know what you want. Because like we always have, you know, at showcases high energy and we show people, but some people don't want high energy, they want more low key. So know that we can like tailor our entertainment to your like what you prefer. So so what you're saying is you don't want the family is like, I have no idea what I want. Like they should have I mean, some you, idea when they approach you. You can come in saying, you know, I have no idea, that's what we're here for to help you. But it, I personally feel like it's easier when you have a vision of what you want and how you want your night to look. Uh-huh. So, definitely important. All right, Mike, any tips for showcase attendees? Um, I would say don't go in thinking that the most expensive company is the best. Right. Also, don't go in thinking that the cheapest is the worst. I mean, realistically, when you're shopping around, 
you should really focus on the people you're speaking to and their personality and feel if it meshes with, let's say, your personality, your family's personality, and give you that, that good feeling vibe. Because realistically, there's a lot of people out there, you know, they're, they're trying to sell parties. And don't get me wrong, we're all trying to sell parties, but there are certain people out there and certain companies that really do care about the quality of their product and care about their clients. So definitely go with your gut and go with, go with the company or the person that is genuine and isn't trying to sell you the world. Right. Because you don't need a thousand different things on your party for it to be successful. Sometimes less is more. I, exactly. I'm going to get to that in just a second, but I just want to provide a couple tips also. Is Number one, budget time. You know, I can't, I hate when a family runs into a showcase like, I only have 15 minutes. Like, right. what's the most important thing that I see? And it's like, give give at least an hour and a half or so. Like, try oh, yeah. the food, walk around, talk to the vendors. Um, and I do believe in bringing the kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. So they can, you know, it's about them at the end of the day. And if they mesh, like he said, with the MC or with the dancer, like, you know, right. that's who I want at my party. Right. I, and sometimes, you know, videos really help to get an idea, but there's nothing better than meeting a, a MC, a dancer, you know, whomever, of course, person. Yeah. Um, and that's where we get all of our requests when clients like, oh, I really want, you know, Bridget to be on my party. Well, how'd you meet her? Well, if they say, I saw her picture on the website, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But if, like, I met her at an event or I met her at a showcase, it's so much more They already meaningful. know my style before they even, like, get me at their party. Right. And right. Uh, if I can add, I mean, also, if you are somewhat familiar with the different companies that are out there and the you kind of have an idea of what you want and the kind of company you're going with, you can honestly usually get a better deal if you decide to book a party at the showcase. Yeah. You can definitely work a little bit uh, because you're booking it right there. And remember, you're at that showcase and all these people, they just got their dates, this and that, they're booking as well. And after those showcase days, I can't tell you enough, I am getting 20 and 30 different calls and yeah. they're booking and booking and booking and booking. And you know, you're gonna hold out. Holding out is not gonna save money. Holding out is basically gonna make it more difficult for you. Right, that's true. I, I'm, we're all eager. It's a little competitive. <laughs> yeah, of at course. The it's a good all competitive. Us, like, how many did you close today? How many did you close today? <laughs> oh, so, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, if if somebody shows up at a showcase and says, hey, can I, if I book now, can you shave a couple bucks off? Chances are we would. Yeah. Of course. Um, so something you both said indifferently, but I, I think is going to lead to the same topic. <clears throat> Less is more mm -hmm. sometimes. And Bridget, you know, coming in with a vision. So, you know, <clears throat> let's talk about games. Like okay. at parties. Games, photo booths, uh, Cirque performers, you know, aerialists. Mentalists, whatever. Sometimes less is more, and sometimes you need these things. And, you know, Bridget, when the family says, I have no vision, I think they need a little bit of vision. Like, mm -hmm. all right, my son is really shy. He and his friends are not going to dance. We need games. Right. And that's where less is not more. In this case, you want more activities to keep them busy because exactly. the worst thing that you could possibly have is a bunch of kids running around um, destroying things. Right. Uh, remember the party we just did at American Hotel a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yes. There were games all around and we needed it to keep all the kids happy. But you know what I liked about right? that family was the fact that they knew how their son, how their son was right. and what he liked. Because yep. you have a lot of families coming in this Listen, they, they, want, they want the best for their, their son or their daughter, and their vision of the best is them just dancing the whole time, but they sometimes forget that their son or daughter isn't into that. Right. And they lose focus on, on that sometimes. And some, this family just said, you know what, they're into games, let's get some video games, let's get um, 
uh, LED foosball, let's do the giant, like all different types of games. They, I had kids leaving there that, and mind you, we had some kids that we kept dancing the entire time. Yeah. Yep. And then you had the other kids and think it didn't take away from the event at all. Mm-hmm. It actually added to it because I had people leaving that thing. That was the best mitzvah they've ever been yeah. to because we weren't forcing them to do anything. So non-traditional. First off, it was a Friday night. Yep. Uh, Thanksgiving weekend, right? Was it right after Thanksgiving? It was Black Friday. Black, Black Friday. It was Black Friday. It was Black Friday. So, yeah, so it was Black Friday. Yeah. Super casual. They were in jeans and jerseys. Jeans and jerseys, yep. yep. So it was, it was cool. It was um, interesting. And the vibe was awesome. I mean, it was... It, it was not a high-energy rager, no. no. but it was a really fun party, and it was exactly the vision that the family had. It was unique in their own ways. Like, they had their own ways of doing everything, like candle lighting. They had past, present, future, right? Yep. They did mm-hmm. that. It's definitely unique. Because, honestly, I've been doing it for a long time, and it was that party alone was a huge learning experience for me. Because yeah. I'm always that, that MC that's like, Let's get them dancing. I want the kids dancing. I want the adults dancing. Right. All right, now let's bring them all together. Let's. I really want to bring this party all together. And it actually put me in an awkward position because I really had to hold myself back. I had to right. contain myself a little bit for, you know, they didn't want to go crazy. They didn't want us, like, really trying to do high-energy right. dance sets. So it was a learning experience for me. And, hey, I didn't sweat as much, I'll tell you that. Right. <laughs> My voice wasn't gone at the end of the party. But I definitely learned a lot from it. And... That, that thing of sometimes less is more or sometimes more is what you need for that part. Yeah. And I was really able to, it was it was cool that I was able to kind of transition a little and like um, give a different type of show. Right. So so not to scare the families coming to showcases, you of course don't need to know every detail of your, you know, future party that sometimes are two or three years out. And that's what we're here for is to help you. We'll guide you, yeah. Um, but, you know, then, then let's say come to showcases and ask questions, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe you have vision a b and c and then you need to figure out how to develop it so come to these showcases spend an hour and a half or so and and talk to lots of people and say you know these are my visions what do you think and usually it's a conglomerate of ideas that comes from everybody is is what actually comes to fruition so and we'll be real honest if we've been to parties that you had kind of an idea and we've seen it and it didn't really go over well we would maybe tell you a way to twist it up a little bit and how it might have Succeed, uh, was more successful or right. we might just say listen it's really not a good idea I don't want to tell you not to do it because it's a vision but we're going to be very honest with you right right. that's one thing I like about all you guys when you sell your parties and I hear you talk to clients you're honest you're not trying to you know get as much money as possible and you're just there for the client at the end I've of the day that. you got to as an, as an MC you got to look at it as that your parties not only you go to showcases and you get seen but every party I go to there's 150, 200, 300 people there that are seeing me. Right. And I look at that and I don't want it to be that I tried selling somebody so much stuff. It's If it's not needed, it's not needed. Right. I'd rather just be genuine and sell them what they need and give them an amazing event versus me and try and throw a thousand things mm-hmm. uh, down the hallway and, you know, just go for it, you know? I actually hate that. You know, we all use the term sales and salespeople. I mean, it, it is what it is, but yeah. we're, we're more of coaches than anything. We're really yes. coaching people on the right Track. way to plan a celebration. Mm-hmm. Well, recently I had, um, I had, I was sitting with a client and they came in, they were, they were like ready to book and they were telling me like, well, we were, we wanted this, we wanted this, we wanted this. And I said, I told them, I was like, guys, listen, slow down. Right. I was like, let's focus on, you know, you dance, you MC, your vision, like your theme, 
and and they started like they really wanted to buy all this different stuff and I'm like honestly if you buy this and you and you, and you, and you do this it's not going they don't kind of work clash. together they yeah. clash a little bit and I told them I was like save your money right. I was like you already ha you're you're booking with us you have a you're gonna have a killer crew you're they already picked their dancers they picked myself as an MC already a great idea and they picked uh, DJ Mikey <laughs> T over here yeah. they picked another him good as, idea they picked another great idea so they has an, a, a killer crew and I told them listen. You already got your the best bang for your buck. You don't need to be going crazy with buying a whole bunch of extras. Right, right. Um, so I, I'm, you know, what a fun year. I mean, it, it like amazing. It, the year blew by. I mean, oh I, my god, yeah. I I feel like it was I was trick or treating a couple of days ago, and now it's <laughs> December. Like I, I don't know what happened in between. Um, and our seasonality is so crazy. So let's enjoy the next. Two weeks, and next thing you know, we're back to running a million miles an hour. It's nonstop. Um, but it's awesome. And, you know, I, there's no end in my foreseeable future. Like, I'm psyched. I mean, I know I have some epic events coming up. Um, I know both of you do as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, any holiday plans? I might be going snowboarding a little bit. You know, <laughs> get on to the out. mountain. I know you and I got to figure that out. We got to yes. get on the mountain. Gotta go do some things. Bridget, any big plans for the holidays? Just spend some time with the fam. Okay, good That's stuff. Yeah. Spend the money that we all made this season, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh my! Oh, I'm telling you, my my family's gonna be very happy. I, I did I did very well. I did very well for them uh, this Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I think this is episode forty-one, maybe forty-two. Wow. I wish I knew. <laughs> Coming to a close. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. As always, all things mitzvahs. Mastering Mitzvahs, um, Explosive Entertainment. Find us at xeevents.com. My good friends, Mike, Bridget, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having Happy us. Happy holidays, guys. Enjoy it. Be safe. Yep. Happy, Happy holidays. New Year.